I'm not sure what the latest is on it. Hold on, man. That's not that's not live conversation. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. That ain't the that ain't the soft live. You got to. That's not the soft live. Soft live is like how many how many cheeses do you put in your mac and cheese? That's the soft. That's the soft. That's what I said. Let's go live. That way I let you, let him know. Let's, he let's waited for that. Let's take for that. Let's take for that. Antoine man. waited too. He waited to use. Oh, oh, we are we not live yet? <laughs> oh, we live now. Okay. Oh man, I gotta record. Where's the music? Oh. Where's the music at? I got the music at. Let's get the music. So it's always love. I eat beats, watch me dining, shining. I illuminate the rooms that I'm in, timing. Loki ain't more crucial than alignment. That's why the flow is intertwined with both and I'm defiling. Yeah. Wake up. I wife was on the toilet, can't decipher if you know that my life is tied to giving hoodlums life despite the holes that the sites are fixed upon and give them pipe yeah, out of control. Like we're Waking up to the Cantos Nothing Show. Cantos Nothing Podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We're, this is a show where we take opinions, discussions, topics, turn into improv scenes on the spot. Cantos Nothing is an improv group out of Houston, Texas. John, Amici, hey. Candy, myself, Antoine, the force that makes it up. Sometime we're joined by a special guest today. We have a very special guest with us, a Mr. Carl Tart, actor, writer, performer, yeah, extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, thank Fine. you for having me. <clears throat> Fine, man. Thank you for joining yes. us, man. Thank I'm man. From, live from LA, right? Yep. Live man. from LA. Live from my uh from my what I'm calling my office. <laughs> I just mo- I just moved office, in. Though. I just moved in. So nice. This gonna be I got another when Antoine sent me that soft uh like, hey man, you gonna come up in here? I was like, I thought you said. We had it till six forty-five. Uh, I was building an, another shoe rack because I got some more on the ground right here. Oh, mm. where's it gonna go? Uh, on this wall. <laughs> on, on this wall, right here. So it'll be like, cause you see how that yeah, empty yeah. spot right there? Yeah, like, yeah, I see it. Yeah, what could fix that empty spot? More shoes. Not to get in your you business or nothing, but what's the estimated value of what I'm looking oh, at on the man. walls and on the floor there? That's that's cold. You can't just throw a number like uh, it's, he can overestimate, he can underestimate. I don't know. Well, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. It's uh you know, we do it. I like that. Quarantine like quarantine was was you know, retail therapy. Was definitely much needed, and mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot before then too. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I tell you this: I talked to my therapist about it, <laughs> and uh, I was like, because somebody called me a hoarder. Mm. And I was like, hoarder, hoarding is different than this is co- collecting. Yeah, just <laughs> collecting. Yeah, That's I ain't got no old newspapers and stuff in there, and then like that. <laughs> I do yeah. have a couple old newspapers yeah. that I'm looking at. But <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not it's not hoarding if it's something nah. valuable. If it's something valuable, I just collect. Yeah, but when but I was also, growing up, my pre- you present it. It's you have a you have racks for it. You've yeah, no, I, I want yeah. people to see it. I put, right. I put the I, I strategically put my computer at, at this point so people can see. It. <laughs> yeah, see the collection. But uh, yeah, yeah they, whoa. Cold. But um, no, nah, I. Uh, I when I was growing up, my foot grew fast. My mom did the best she could, but <laughs> and a part of doing the best yeah. she could was get you know keeping me in good schools and keeping me, you know, surrounded by <laughs> people who lived better lives than what we did. Yeah, and uh, her doing that, you know, put me around a lot of kids who always had the latest and greatest shoes. And middle school's tough on the mm-hmm. chubby poor kid, and so. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is a thing now where I'm like, I work. I can buy all the shoes I want to. <laughs> Just let me go to work, mama, please. Yeah, yeah, please. Let me get a job. That's another, another way. My mom did not let me get a job. I wanted to. I wanted to get a, a summer job going into my senior year because I was like, I'm about to get fitted for senior year. I've been waiting for this. And she was like, you ain't getting no job. You're going to go play that football and you're going to play that basketball and you're going to come home. She ain't let me get a job. I was like, but I want shoes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it's it's it is a hurdle, man. When you go to school and you see everybody with the latest and greatest, man, it's kind of like <clears throat> watching your friend pull up in a new Porsche or something, 
and you can't get it, right? Except for when Porsche happens every couple of months when the latest Porsche come out, you know, uh, for the kids. Uh, what would you What would you say is your favorite? If you had to get rid of everything, right? Is everything, but you have to keep one style and only get that one style of sneaker. Which one would it be? I'm gonna go with the Air Force One Low. Really? I think that I think that's the one that I would keep. Yeah. And where if I had to just wear one style every day, yeah, that would be. It. I got a few pairs if you can see. Yeah, and those four <laughs> right there, and that one. Uh, but yeah, the Air Force One, man. What you like about the Air Force is comfort, utility, comfort, comfort. <laughs> like this shoe. So I'm about to show you. Of course, like the classic all white. It goes with everything. It goes with mm. every outfit. You can wear it with a suit at your wedding. And you could, like and you could you could wear it with everything. It yeah. Uh I think that's what it is. It's just the utility basis of it. I like yeah. I like that shoe a lot. Mm. Um the Jordan one as well. Jordan ones, yeah. Yeah. Sleek Very on a larger foot. The one thing, the one like hurdle with the Air Force One is when they big, they big. <laughs> yeah. And, but with the Jordan One, it's like like sleeker on your foot and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel like shoe boxes. Nah. <clears throat> nah, I love. I'm a big shoe guy, man. Um, How much love, money worth of shoes do you have? Who? Yeah, me? Tandy. Yeah, oh, no, Tandy. Everybody mention how much money you. First of all, everybody tell us how much money you have. Period. <laughs> I just listen. I just like to know I'm talking to people in million dollar rooms. That's the best. <laughs> part. It ain't that. It ain't that. It definitely ain't that. About being virtual is like you get to see a little slice of you know background of life, and then when you have something like that, it's like oh, okay, that's interesting. Tell me about it. We cut to a, a brother having a conversation with his sister. Look, Tandy. Mm. My best friend about to come through here, man. He got way better shoes than we got. All right, like they're gonna be, they're gonna be fly. All right, but don't ask them about them. What? Don't look at them. Just act like hey. they don't exist. Okay. Hey, John. Look, you know nobody comes through here with anything more than flip flops or or really nothing, man. I mean, you know. Listen, I I told him that we had money, man. I didn't tell him that we. What? We were broke. I told him, yeah. I mean, right now he thinks we got money. Why? He's coming into this house, man. Mama's doing the best she can. We got all the walls put up finally. Just had three before. Now we got four. Well, we, talking? We, we need to change that. We need to let him know that maybe we flipping this house or something. And this is our, you know, we, we fixing it for some tenants or something. But we, he can't know this is where we live. And don't pay attention to his shoes. Because they fired. Man, guy, you just you dangling it in front of me. You know I want to ask knock, about not not. Okay, okay. Oh. All right. Okay. Hey, what's up? What's going on, bro? I mean, you left me out there a long time. It was cold out there. I'm sorry. Man, man, it's I... the same temperature in here. Are the walls there? <laughs> you know, this is you know we're doing this real nice like thermal uh, these thermal walls in here for our new tennis that's coming. You know, they're from Alaska, so it can't be too hot in this thing. You know what I mean? Just come oh, on yeah. in. Just come on in, man. Uh, meet my – this is my sister. Hey. She, uh, hey, how are you? I'm good. Good to good. meet you. Hey, you, yeah. uh, you, guys want, you guys want some Oreo cookies? I keep a pair in this zipper on the side of my shoe here. Oh, shit. Uh, keep in mind, these Oreos are not your typical Oreo cookies, okay? These were given to me by the queen. Oh shit! The queen, like the queen, queen, queen bee, or the queen, queen of England? The queen bee. Oh, Lil Kim. Lil Kim gave me these Oreos. <laughs> oh shit! Lil Mom happened? loves Lil Kim. Oh I'm, my goodness! Yeah, listen, hey, excuse me. Uh, see, mm -hmm. let me just talk to my brother for a second. Okay, oh, yeah, I'll just step over here step by this. Uh, what is? Is this carpet? That it. it yeah, some like carpet. It's Go ahead. Like it's, carpet. It's, okay. Yeah. We haven't eaten since last Saturday, man. He's in here with shoes that you told me I can't talk about, and he's got cookies. I didn't know that he got it from Lil' Kim. All right? I didn't know that. Look, we got to we gotta act like we've been eating all day. Mean? We got to act like we've been eating all day, all right? We just got done eating steaks. Do you see? Do you okay. hear me? You can't know that it will be embarrassing. 
Okay. You hey, what's that noise, y'all? What's that noise? Is somebody in here doing a drum roll? That's uh, uh yeah, that's uh hold on, let me just uh uh get the window in the um on the other side of this on the other side of this wall here. Listen, man, see, look, I hate that I have to bring you down into one of our job houses. You know, our family is always hustling, doing stuff, man. Um, I'm all about the hustle. And I, I don't mind it here. I'm all about that. As long as I know that y'all don't live in this filth, <laughs> in this pile of rubble, it should be rubble. We should knock this down. No, but, we, we, we can't knock it down. We can't knock it down, though. Well, sure, because I can push this wall. No, 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 no Something to eat. You still got, you know, the discounts and stuff at the wing place? Oh, I got discounts at every place, but I choose not to use them. Because why use a discount when you got it? You know, they, you know, why use a discount when you got it? But I actually forgot my wallet. I was wondering if y'all could cover me and oh, I'll get you shit. back next time. I got I got the meal, but I forgot my wallet. Hey, I left John. My wallet. Hey, John. Yeah. Hey, come out here, man. You got my money? <laughs> Give me one second, y'all. Yeah. Um, hey, man, you owe me $2. You owe me $2. I want that right now. I, I can't give that to you right now, man. I'll give it to you next week. That's what you this. said last week. That's what you said last week. When I came and knocked on this door last week. And you, you almost knocked sleeping. my damn door down. I had to pay the dollar just to get a nail to put the door back on. The oh, so you had a dollar. I didn't have $2. I ain't going to give you my last dollar if I ain't got the whole debt. What kind of sense does that make? Man, look, I got I got my friend in here, all right? Trying to show him a good time. I don't need you to come in here doing all of this, all right? I don't, I don't care where the $2 comes from, but I want my money. Listen, You've been owing me this for weeks. I can, I can do a deal. I'll pay you $4 if as soon as I open this door, you tell him that you owe me 100000 But I give you $4. I give you $4 this week. But as soon as I open this door, I just want you to say, I got you. I'll pay you 100000 back, all right? Can you do that for me? That's two more dollars. Two more That's dollars, double dude. the money. That's double the money. Hundred percent increase. hundred percent. I know math. Can you do that for me? Four dollars. Okay, I'll do it. All right. Cool. So I know it looks like I sleep on this bed of hay in the corner, but I don't. We um we we used to uh have a part time job down at the um at the uh the corn may the, the the field where they would make the um you know like the little maize the mm -hmm. halloween and we would just bring the the bales of hay sometimes just because you know they would get rid of them. but Ooh, i don't yeah. sleep here look at the rings on that dude oh you like yeah. these? look at all them rings oh, i mean come on hey, come on you don't have to ain't you supposed to be saying something right now i mean that was before i saw the shoes and oh. it, is that an Oreo I smell? Oh, I gotta smell food. These are given to me by Lil Kim. Are you uh are you a friend? Are you coming with us to dinner? <laughs> yeah. Because John's, yeah, yeah. John's paying for us. Oh, is he? Yeah. I forgot oh, my wallet. It? That's real interesting. That's real interesting, John. I mean, you know, I I, I try to help my friends whenever I can, you know. As soon oh. as we get done with this project, I'm supposed to be getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. What project is that? You know the project, man. Why are you all in our business? I know yeah, the projects you live in. This one right here. These projects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you live in where you work because we are always hustling. You know what I'm saying? It feels okay. like I live here. Is that Roach riding a motorcycle? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> man. I remember you I had a friend when I was younger though uh who lived in the projects but had all the shoes fresh as hell. Never know he lived in the projects. Never know. I've always been curious about that when kids who I felt was as broke as I was was always <laughs> fresh. I'm like, what? How is y'all mom doing this? <laughs> Calvin Mama money. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, you drive a Corolla. 
You know, you never got no lunch money. How the fuck you got the new shoes? Oh man. Yeah. That's that's crazy, right? And I mean, that, yeah, that's that, it must be like some I mean, because you know what? There's a uh I guess in my opinion, there's like um okay, I'm not gonna even say a mindset, but there's some people who like don't have it, but they're working really hard and they really try. And then there are other people who do the same, but they may get assistance in certain areas. And then they have, I would assume, more uh, free money to, to not really free, but, you know, that they would spend it on on that. So if your housing is two dollars and, you know, you're getting whatever, then, yeah, you might be willing to do that. But uh, <laughs> if you're if you struggling and, you know, your rent is four fifty and y'all booking it, and, but y'all paying mm-hmm. that four fifty, then you just ain't got it. There's I'm also tweet. credit. Yeah, I saw a tweet a tweet today that was pretty funny. It said, "Y'all got three stimmies, and instead of fixing that AC, y'all bought crab legs. Now, now look who's boiling." <laughs> One hundred, man. I mean, I've seen so many cars, man. I mean, the newest, latest cars, at least out in Houston, everybody's been buying. Mercedes, all these beautiful cars. People that are going to, not hating, but don't look like necessarily they should be driving that. Everything ain't put together for you to be driving that car. Yeah. And um, you know, tax season just happened, stimulus just happened, government giving back a whole lot of money. And I know that's just not gonna last, man. It's just gonna whew, it's gonna be bad for those people who got all those Mercedes but get kicked out of their homes. But the kids ain't got no food and stuff like that. But them folks that them folks that got them PPP loans, they're gonna get they're gonna get relocated from one home to another. Yeah, feds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they gonna be, yeah, man. I mean, they was hitting them up, man. And I had friends call me like, man, I have to show you how to get XYZ. And I'm like, nah, I don't mess with the, the government, no money, man. I, I can't do that. And, sh- and they were giving people, I know somebody got 15 years. Damn. 15 I wonder, years, man. I wonder how big was that loan. Yeah. It had to be in the millions. Yes. Wow. And but people <laughs> that I wouldn't, people that I mean, they couldn't like sell me Girl Scout cookies. Were advertising like, yeah, come on by, come see me. And I was like, well, how? Can you add? How? Yeah. Why would I come to you to 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 get some paperwork done that we're going to submit to the United States government? I. Do, <laughs> what are you? What's official about your 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 situation that makes that a trustworthy experience? I'm not giving that person my social security number. (laughs) Access for them to see it. Let alone be like, yeah, I need this loan. Yeah. No. No. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, them PPs, man. It's I think we it's gonna be another five years before they start racking up everybody who did all that fraud stuff. It's -hmm. coming. They better leave the country now, but Canada's oh. not letting people in right now. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Was it so in, in LA? Was it a big thing? Were the PP loans really big in LA? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was seeing a couple. I was seeing a couple of my friends on Instagram flexing stuff, and I know what they do. People who I went to high school with, <laughs> stuff like that. and I know, I know their their jobs. I know yeah. how much money they make, and I know because they was having you know pandemic parties. Mm-hmm. After they got their PPP loans, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm watching, and I'm getting a little bit of FOMO. I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> maybe if I wore my mask for a little while, I might be able to pull up. Nah, it's bad. It's irresponsible. I'm not gonna do it. And I was like, ah, but I want to go. And then I would see the the extravagance of some of these parts. I say, crazy. You, you like you have a mobile car washing service. I don't. I, <laughs> you're not. Where you? Where'd you get this money from? <laughs> so I know they was. Yeah. Man, I know all the hustlers. I mean, I know the scams had to go through the roof, man, during the pandemic. Oh yeah. It had to be six hundred percent up in scams, man. <clears throat> People scamming the shit out. I saw a documentary about a rapper. Who made a name out of being a scam rapper? Like that's how popular scamming this guy. That's why I don't go to Miami. 
Oh yeah, no. When you go to Miami, make sure you get one of them wallets that you can put your card in. They can't like put the phone up to your back pocket. Ooh. Oh lord. Yeah, RFID, I think is what it's called. Antoine knows. How do you how do you know that, Antoine? How you, what's going on? How do you I got know one. I used to go to um hacker conferences. Oh <laughs> black well, you'll, you'll be the guy who gets who gets that happened to him at a hacker conference, right? Say what? No, no, you don't, don't want to be the guy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they put you up on the thing called the wall of sheep if they hack your your phone or your laptop or your whatever. Uh, you don't want to end up on that wall. When you signed up for the conference, they got your information. You willingly volunteered. Well, <laughs> well, DefCon is cash only. Oh, so, okay. So they don't get your info. <laughs> and Black Hat is through work. Y'all uh, having secret meetings, man. <laughs> Just imagine if you couldn't give your your real information, like how much stuff you have to back out to pretend to be somebody. Like you got to pay all cash. You can't give your name, can't give your date of birth, can't give your address. Everything is just made up. Like, how? I feel like at this point, our information is just out there. Oh yeah. And so like, oh, yeah. you know, I still use the PayPal's and you know that type of stuff. I'm like people. People know it. Y'all have you? None of y'all got the email with y'all password in it. I just got it. I don't, you probably don't check your spam folder, but I just got it. it was an old password I don't use no more. They sent the email. It's like, hey, I got your password. And I've been, I've been sharing, I've been sharing your, uh, I've been sharing your computer screen so I can see what you're doing on your computer. You have great taste in porno movies, and all I'm gonna need from you is twelve bitcoins. I said, have you, have you, have you had a said? If you had to say cash at me at this place, yeah. Venmo me, then you might have had a chance. But once you asked me for bitcoins, I was like, man, I'll post the video. Somebody's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't help it. Yeah. Uh, post the video, man. Yeah, I'll recover <laughs> Just me doing this. Ooh, big, big old, big old breast. Like, what, show it. <laughs> <laughs> you go, I can't pay you no 12 bitcoins. I don't have 12 bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, that he ain't he ain't looked at the price of Bitcoin lately. Shit. Yeah. Check y'all check y'all spam folder. Y'all probably got it with an old an old password you don't use no more. And if you're still using the same passwords, change them. Stop doing that, people. Change your passwords. He's a password yeah. manager. Um yeah. but yeah, yeah. Privacy is more or less a fallacy at this point. Yeah. I say just assume your stuff's out there. Yeah. You'll 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 sleep better, believe it or not. So at these at these hack at these hacker meetings, Antoine, it's a conference. It's a conference. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all be sharing stories and shit. What do y'all do? The latest tricks and trades and magicians yeah. and shit. Yeah, people. You know, they're giving talks. They're they're sharing stories from their careers or experiences. They even had a. Um, a room that was the social engineering room where people would hop on the phone, right? Um, it's all over the speaker for an audience to hear, and they try to social engineer somebody uh, live right there in front of you. So they'll call up, you know, like AT&T or something and try to get somebody to divulge or email or whatever. How they call AT&T and get them to give somebody else's email? Any, like anyone's, their own, uh, someone else's, you know, pretend to be their manager, pretend to be someone else from IT. Like, there's all sorts of tricks you can use. Do that. I mean, um, let me see. Okay, is the danger in somebody like just calling you, asking you for information, or is the dangerous when you're, or is it dangerous when you're engaging in some sort of commerce and then they say, oh, okay, well, let me get your email. Because I, I get a little nervous about that too. You know, I do want these plane tickets. However, <laughs> there's gotta be some way I can do that without giving you my credit card number out loud. I mean, but mm. not even typing it so you can keep a record of it too. Yeah, um, definitely. Plane tickets over the phone, Ted? <laughs> 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 I was gonna say. Ain't none of y'all went over there and talked Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Expedia. laughs> 
I don't know what she's talking about. I don't, about. Like, I don't, I don't like, like typing my stuff in there, so I got to speak to her. I'm Listen. from a generation where I got oh, to talk God. to you. Your money's going to be exchanged. Ted, Ted, you, I've met your son. I'm sure he can help you buy a plane ticket. It's on the phone. Like, all right, let me repeat that card number back to you. Four, one, five. <laughs> Sign, you got a new hundred thousand dollar loan in your name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no business on the phone. What? (laughs) But I just, I, I was okay. I was renting a room. I I was getting a hotel room on Priceline, and I was doing it, you know, in an automated setting. And then this thing popped up, and it says, "Save even more money. Give us a call." And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to save some money. So <laughs> I called. And then, you know, I got all involved and it was, uh, you know, significant savings. And so the guy's like, yeah, we just need your credit card. I was like, oh, man, here I go. Here I go. And I was here like, we well, go. I'm going to have to take this chance. I'm just have to. I mean, if you just steal my money, you, what, if you steal American Express's money, you're just going to steal their money. But, you know, it, it, I thought about it after the fact. So is the danger in doing that Antoine or should I just only be cautious of somebody calling me saying talk chatting me up and then getting my information so uh I would say <laughs> not to spend too much time on this right but it's for everybody's awareness I would say yeah not great to say your card number over the phone but if you're going to use a card use a credit card they have fraud protection like mm-hmm. you said spend their money not your mm-hmm. own do mm-hmm. not do not use your debit card mm-hmm. just just don't do it just don't Got do you. it unless you're using an, an atm um get you a visa rush card get you a visa <laughs> rush card <laughs> the Russell Simmons. Carl Tart says, "Get the rush card." Get the rush card. <laughs> um, and then someone calling you up trying to take your info? Probably not. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah, um, yeah. Unless you hold some sort of position of power or something they're interested in. Probably <laughs> not. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. You know, <laughs> plane- <laughs> buying plane tickets on over the phone. <laughs> Who the- <laughs> it's just been so long since, like you know, like. I mean, you better off going to the airport and saying, I'd like a ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they get so confused if you did that. Like, can I get two uh-huh. tickets to Bermuda? And they're like, you, you, you didn't buy them already? <laughs> you you would get questioned. If you bought, if you went to the airport and bought two tickets to Bermuda, they like, can you come in this back room? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool if I pay with cash, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school. I'm just old school. Yeah, old school. get get your ass in the back. I need to talk. Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if money if, all, is, if money is involved, <laughs> nah. I need somebody to defer the risk to. You can uh-huh. defer the risk when you have some technology in the midst. You can defer the risk, get your money back. <clears throat> when you're just doing cash, like you said, like debit. They're gonna you assume the risk. They're gonna take your money and be like, "We'll figure out what's going on and give you your money back." You could have been talking to a person that sounded like a computer. Press one for a credit card number, <laughs> and then somebody on the other line write your number down. <clears throat> so don't don't if you ain't hearing from us, we're gonna tell you, Teddy. Do not. I, I don't know why. I don't know why we were because all every time my credit card has been stolen, it wasn't because I bought nothing over the phone. It was some other bull. I done bought some gas. I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I assume, you know, because you never know where it really went down. Uh, but it's never, I mean, or oh, is it over the phone and they just waited three years? Right. <laughs> right. It's my fault. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody Wait. spent $600 at the Bass Pro Shops using my card once. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And they called and said, is this you? Why couldn't it be me? I I have interests, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was not me. I'm a little offended that you don't think I'd go to the Bass Pro. I, go to Bass, I, love the, I love the Bass Pro shops. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some, somebody spent was it like four hundred and fifty dollars at CVS? Four hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, what did you get at CVS for four hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> By the store, like. 
they got a got a couple um George Foreman grills on that aisle that <laughs> that, that ass seen on TV aisle that they got at CVS. Mm-hmm. They just went ham. Yeah. <laughs> 15, 20 bottles of wine. Just like so this is clearly <laughs> suspicious. Clearly it's not something you go to CVS for. Right. Maybe they maybe they pay for people's prescriptions. They just stood there. How much? Mm-hmm. How much? How much is this little mama? Thirty five. Don't run that. They just they, they just pay for everybody. I got you. Pay for everybody. I got you. I got you. You got you got cataracts. You got some some Ozempic. You trying to quit smoking? Some Chantix. We, we cut to ch- a we cut to a CVS uh, back room with the employees meeting. All right, guys, I need to talk to you guys about what's been going on this, uh, this last week here. I know you guys heard about the Robin Hood of CVS mm-hmm. uh, paying for people's prescriptions. I've gotten word that he's been using stolen credit cards to do it. So uh, we need to crack down on this. We do not want to support this man. I know it looks like he's doing a nice deed, but he is clearly a criminal. So uh, we need to think of some ways to prevent him from doing that and let people know mm-hmm. that the Robin Hood is no longer welcome in the CVS. Well, you know, I put out that I think we should be carrying in the shop, you know, that way if a fool trying to steal some, blah, we got it right there. It's done. Do, no one so, needs to be carrying firearms at CVS. We do have an on-premises security person. Well, he there. ain't doing his job. He ain't doing his job, all right? He, he ain't doing his job. Or he, or he helping Robin Hood. That's all I'm saying. I got a suggestion. All right. So the gun that he just mentioned goes blow. But what about one that goes like pap, pap? How would that would that be better? It's it's really not about the sound of the gun, really. It's about the gun itself. It's 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 the fact that we'd have employees carrying firearms. It's not the image we want for CVS. This is where elderly people come to pick up their medicine. I don't think they would feel good knowing that the person on the other side of the counter has a gun that goes blap, blap. No, I said plap. P-C-L-A-P. Yeah, I guess. said blow. He said plat plat. Not plap, about yeah. the not about the sound of the gun. Really, that's not. Is it because because you really don't think that a very small gun that goes pew pew would be a little bit better? I mean, it would. I uh, can totally see that. You know, see old, that. People, people, old people what, ain't gonna be scared. Of, right. What type yeah. of gun goes pew? What is that gun? I'm, I'm I I don't know anything about guns, but I'm sure it exists. If we could just get something, get it modified. That's a thing that people the, do. The guns. cricket on Men in Black did. Say Men that. in Black is is a fictional movie with fictional guns. That's what Please. you think. That's, That's what you think. Because you're not using this eye right here. You're using these two. You're not mm-hmm. using this eye. Yeah. You got to open up. Yeah, man. You're too tense, man. Here, let me put a hole up there. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Hey, what's that? What's that? Oh, this is just the gun that goes shot, shot. You did not ask for approval to carry that into into work today. I've no, just don't, just don't Yo, do if he could carry that, man, I'm going back and get my swords, bro. I told you, man, I, I can't be in here just with nothing. CVS is not a dangerous place. The Robin Hood guy is a credit card scammer. He is not some sort of assailant that you need to take down. I'm saying we don't need weaponry. They, here. We they need tried to, to shoot Robin Hood. Did they not try to shoot Robin Hood? I saw the movie. They were shooting arrows. Uh, that's all we saying. That's yeah. how you take down Robin Hood. You got to shoot him. And we got to step up our, our our efforts and and uh, and our seriousness, Antoine. I mean, we put notes up. Don't use other people's credit cards, and people just laugh at that, right? We've got to step mm-hmm. up. So I'm I'm in agreement with this gun thing or yeah. some kind of weapon. I uh, personally, I have a um, I have some brass knuckles and a taser. And a little can of pepper spray that I like to to, uh, use sometimes. And uh, I can bring those in just to start us off. If you're afraid of guns, I I can go with that. Yeah. Excuse me. That sounds like it's for your personal defense. Um, I'm fine with you having something that is compact for your own defense if you feel in danger. I just don't want you using them on our customers. I, but I could do that. I mean, I'm willing to share. I'm here all day. It's not going to do it. Let me show you. Just here. Just step back. I'm going to show you how bad the pepper spray feels. And then you tell me if you think and accept that. 
we we uh we cut to the next day now <laughs> despite the guidance they have all brought their weapons to the to the store <laughs> and are on the lookout for this robin hood character yeah yeah <clears throat> i hope nobody come down this aisle boy it's on you know what i'm saying what'd you say i'm on the other aisle <laughs> oh my bad i'm just just hype thinking if somebody come down here to look like robin hood it's on man that's all i was saying Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. Hey, have you ever tried these Burger King ketchup and, and French fry chips that we sell here? I feel like it's too novelty to catch on, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really is, too, man. I, I'm not really Burger I don't go to Burger King for ketchup, you know, more I like mean, But they're pretty good because, you know, there is a distinct difference in the ketchup flavors between Burger King and um, Chick-fil-A, so I, I thought it was a great great idea hold on a you second tr- i'm just uh-huh go ahead you tried them i did yeah i did uh i was in the store last week and this guy um bought a bunch of stuff and he's like here you just want to try these chips and i was like sure yeah why not so i uh took the bag of chips and i tasted them what are you spraying at oh i don't know i just there's some bugs here on the ground i got this pepper spray and i just got to make sure that it's it's uh Hey, uh, excuse me. Can can one of you guys check me out? Um, I've been waiting over here for like ten minutes while you guys walk the house. Um, There's self checkout. There's self checkout up there, sir. We yeah. can't move off our post. Yeah. You see, we're waiting on a person dressed as Robin Hood who's buying prescriptions uh, for okay. old people. Yeah. Hey, okay. wait a second. Is that a skirt? A skirt? Is that no. a green? <clears throat> yeah. Oh wait, Robin Hood had pants on. I'm thinking of Peter Pan. That's why we're on patrol. Wait a second. A lot of stuff to work out. What's that feather doing on your hat? Uh, I always wear this. This is my this is my thing. Um, the, the feather in my hat and the bow and arrow I carry on my back. Those are my things. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna check out. I guess I need to self check out. Um, anybody else need anything while I'm over here? Yeah, come here real quick. <laughs> hey. Okay. So, I just got eye surgery, and there's a salve that I need to get from the pharmacy to put on my eyes, but I don't have the money for it. I tried GoodRx. I don't have good insurance. My my copay is through the roof. My copay is $19,000. Anything less than that? I have to pay for myself. <laughs> Can you help me okay. out? Um, yeah, I think I could actually. Um, we got him. Shoot him. Shoot him. We got him. <laughs> Mission accomplished. No, shoot out. <laughs> Just, uh, shout out to Cicely who said someone spent $700 at Specs on her card. Oh. Yeah, they was popping that night. What See, are Specs? All that stuff that you hold back. I mean, I could spend recklessly too, but I don't because I got to pay that back. So all the stuff that you hold back on and you keep yourself from buying, when somebody go out and spend that on your stuff, even though you may not have to pay for it, that make you mad. That's mm-hmm. that I get upset when I go through and be like, and then they... Oh, and then they, I could have done that, but I didn't. Yeah. And then I'm mad yeah. at myself. You should have spent 700 at specs and then called and be like, man, who the fuck is spending 700 at specs? By the way, Carl, uh, specs is a liquor store, Texas independent big chain liquor store. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, they don't do big, they don't do big liquor in Texas, so they make it like small business. <clears throat> yeah, you got hot food in there. You De- cigars, yeah. deli meat. I don't know if they have furniture yet, but you probably <laughs> you got to get you an end table in a bedroom set, but maybe not a living room enough. <laughs> quite a bit. Are y'all originally? I know, John. You say you from Ohio. Are y'all originally mm-hmm. from Texas? I'm yeah, I am. Born and raised in Houston. Nice. Oh, Amici, yeah. you sound the most Texan out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm originally from London, from London, nice. yeah. Tight, yeah. Tight. You, you said you're from Mississippi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you make um, it out to LA? 
1998. Wow. When I was uh, nine, nine years old, I moved out here with my mom. She was pursuing her career and stuff. And so we came out here. It was a tough move. Yeah. I went from like being able to like ride my bike all day around the city and stuff to you better stay in this gate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you need this damn gate, boy. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, wait. What part of um, Los Angeles? First place we lived in was is an area called, uh, uh, it's like, there's an area called Baldwin Hills. And Baldwin Hills is like up on top of a hill, a bunch of nice houses and stuff like that. And then in the bottom of Baldwin Hills, there's a bunch of apartments in an area called the Jungles. That's and cool. y'all seen Training Day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so training day, training day is where they filmed the jungles that way. Like where the dude was standing on the roof with the gun and stuff like that. That was that. That was the jungles. So I used to, I started. We lived over there at first, and then we moved to Inglewood for a little while in an, in an area called the Low Bottoms. When all your neighborhoods you live in got these names, so we moved from the jungles to the Low Bottoms to uh, over by USC, which is you know every school. That's like one of the best schools in America is in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. But mom, she always kept like I was saying, she always kept me in school on the West in West LA. So okay. Yeah, I always went to I never had to go to school in the neighborhood I lived in. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the bike, the bicycle issue and not being able to ride all over, any other culture shocks from moving from the from the wonderful south to uh California at that time? No more rain, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a part of it. Um, I had never really seen big buildings like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Where in Mississippi? The Gulf Coast, uh, a town called Pasigula. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. about six hours east of Houston on the ten. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What's the nearest uh, uh, major city in, in Mississippi? Um, Mobile to the east, and okay. uh, I guess Biloxi to the. To the okay. West. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. It was surprisingly cuz not living from the south when we drove we went to Florida a couple years ago we drove I10 through Mississippi and I was like it was a beautiful state man just driving through it. <clears throat> so I can't imagine you know having family there with like what you know and what you see that we don't get to see about Mississippi cuz I know Ohio like we think of Mississippi as like a red hot racist state, like you should never go there. When I moved down to Texas, I saw it was a different cultural thing, right? And it's not all like that. There's obviously racism everywhere in America, but <clears throat> it's not like that. And uh, Mississippi surprised me the most because we drove through it and I was like, yo, this is actually a really pretty state, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like this state is gorgeous, man. Um, but I didn't know we didn't stop there either, so I can't speak too much about anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, every like you said, everywhere you go, you're gonna get there's places that we drive up in California. Me and the homies went wine tasting one time and we was driving through some places that just every yard had a Trump flag or you know, like it's like it's California. You you get out of the major cities, you're gonna run into that. But in Mississippi, the people were, were so genuine, like, you know, you there is an air of like we different. But it is, mm-hmm. it's all the same. Like, I remember uh, before the pandemic, I went home and uh, my brother had locked his, locked his keys in his car and we didn't have nothing to get the keys out. And these two like real redneck looking dudes like came out and they were like, uh, you guys need help getting the keys out of the car. And like when you we was like, yeah, that's that'd be great. And they offered the help. And then they went back to their truck and you look at their truck. All the stickers on the truck or mm-hmm. everything you would, if you saw a person with that many stickers on their car, you'd be like, I'm driving the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just nice dudes helping us get the keys out the car. Yep. Yep. Like, that's the South for you right there. It's like, real talk, man. That's, that's, that's how yeah. I that's, Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> I wanted to uh, ask you about some of your basketball past, man. So, you know, I know you get your, your podcast is sports related, but doing some digging, you know, found out you was a big basketball fan. Uh, can you tell us like about like a little bit about that? Like, you, were you a you know athlete? Is it like a super passion? You still hoop today? Like, uh, yeah, I, I can talk about it for hours. I <laughs> I grew up playing 
I played in college, uh, and then I had to stop because I was not good enough to continue. <laughs> college was like a different game. I don't know if y'all play high school sports, but like college, like trying to make that transition into college is tough if you ain't. You know, I was a tweener, so I like I played big man in high school, and then I got to college, and I was more guard size than big man, and yeah. so I didn't make that transition well. But you know, uh, I'm a big Clipper fan. Mm. We uh we still managing and still be in it. It's every game is a, is a ball of stress. <laughs> but uh, I started rooting for them when I was a kid. You know, I moved out here, and. I just didn't feel like no attachment to the Lakers like everybody else did. And I wanted to be, you know, I was trying to be different as a kid. And my mom was dating this dude at the time. who eventually became my brother's dad. But, you know, I had that, uh, you know, my daddy syndrome. (laughs) And he was a huge Laker fan. So I was like, I'm doing exactly the opposite of what you're doing. I don't. (laughs) Fuck the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you, bro. That's dope, man. It's been that since then. Oh. And this this is our first year that we've gone this far, and it feels good. They trying to take the joy. If you ain't taking my joy, devils, <laughs> what's yeah, you ain't taking my joy. I'm I'm ec- I'm ecstatic of how far we made. It. Even without Kawhi, we like managing to stretch this series out. Like you know, Devin Booker is actually from my hometown in Mississippi. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so he's got some good pride there. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm rooting against him actively mm-hmm. currently. But yeah, I got some of his. Those those right there are Devin Booker Air Force One. Ooh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> that's that's conflicted. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing them right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're on the shelf collecting dust. But uh, see, I grew up in Ohio, so it was um, once I got to high school. All I heard from that on was LeBron, and mm-hmm. I got to, I got a chance to watch him play a couple times in high school. And I mean, he was who he—he he was exactly what we thought he would turn out to be. Um, basketball is real big, and in Dayton, I'm sure you guys—you know—you played up there. <clears throat> I don't know if you got to go into the city where you know a lot of the actual uh, high schools and stuff is, but um, if you ever go back down there, check it out. It's a lot of dope hoopers up in there. We had um, Daquan De- Cook. Uh, yeah, he came out of there in Norris Cole. He grew up down the street from my grandmother. He came out of there. Um, somebody else I can't think of, but a lot of hoopers there, man. That's dope, man. I played football, though. I, I hooped. Hoop was a love of mine, but football was where I got busy. And, of course, now I got the shoulder and knee injuries from it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I, no, I'm like, I would never ask. I, I don't think I would push football on my son. <clears throat> Cause that shit hurt every day I wake up. Like I feel my shoulder back. I'm gonna uh, make all my kids play football, no matter the gender. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that sounds like a plan. That's you gonna like play? Plan. You gonna play, Keisha? <laughs> you gotta throw that ball, Keisha. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Instagram, I saw a clip on a picture on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if anybody. I don't know Antoine. Have you ever played football? Um, flag football when I was younger. <laughs> well, there's a drill. This and this drill literally makes lets you know if you're gonna keep playing football or not. And it's a drill with two athletes laying on their back, and the coach whistles, and they get up and run head on. The whole drill is just, just contact. Can you just do contact for no reason? And of course, you know, every year you would just see more and more people drop off. And trust me, man, the first couple of years I wanted to drop off because I I could wrap my head around just running. Heads up with somebody. It took like it took me years to get my head around that shit. It got outlawed, and <laughs> yeah. you couldn't do it no more. Um, and of course, they still made you do it, and, <laughs> and, and dared you to tell. You know, toxic adult, toxic adult. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, nut, nut, nutcrackers, and it's the most dangerous drill. It got it's outlawed. Dangerous. It's dangerous. Because people, dangerous. people are so naturally put their head down. Yeah. And that right, is just yeah. how you boom. That's how you get hit. And that's how that's how it ends. And it got banned because kids was getting neck injury. Kids was getting paralyzed. And, Literally, man. Literally, yeah, I played. Man. I played through high school. I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad was in the NFL. Okay. Played, oh. Yeah. He played in the early nineties. Mm. Oh. 
And uh, nice. so I, I kind of had to play. Uh-huh. Try to like, you know, for him. <laughs> and Did I, he have I, the same role that you'll have for your kids? Everybody plays. No, he didn't. He didn't. You know, I actually didn't. He didn't make me play. He wasn't in the household. So like mm. it was more of me just being like, Dad, look, I'm playing yeah. football too. Like, yeah. And he was like, I don't care. so how'd you pivot into performing and in the comedy well i was always uh a bit of a clown i was always a pain in the ass to my teachers (laughs) and i kind of always had a love for it growing up you know i was born in 1989 and like the following next you know 10 12 years 15 years was so big for black comedy on television so like i was the little kid too little to be watching def jam and comic view but i was watching it i had an older cousin who was like a sister who her and her friends would get together and watch def jam and of course you had martin lawrence and and living color and all that stuff just happened right at that time and then i learned that you know being funny when i moved out here to la being funny kind of kept the gangbangers off me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was just, that just became like my personality uh, to be the funny guy. But I didn't, I, you know, you never think it's a real thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. You never right. think like, because it just seems so far away. And people, sh- people shit on that dream immediately. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, I think I want to be a comedian. Oh, man, you ain't funny. It's like, you just, <laughs> I you're, just told you, my nigga. <laughs> You get keeled over in laughter from something I just said. Yeah, but you're not like funny, funny. You know, they don't understand how it works to be. You know, you're not like. I mean, you're not like funny. You funny, but you're not like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I still. I, people see me now, and people see like success. But man, I gotta be honest, man. I never knew you as like a funny dude. <laughs> well, I am, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it is. It's one of the hardest things to to communicate as a goal. I want to be somebody who makes people laugh. It, it's hard, but like you said, you know, you get to become, it's your career now. So do you get pleasure in shitting on people who, who early on was like, man, that car, bro, you should be, you should do something else, man. I ain't left. I don't think you're that funny. You're not this person. You're not that person. Or you know, you just- I, didn't, I didn't really go through that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have too many naysayers. Like you have, you got, you got people who say slick stuff and hate, and who be like, "Oh, you doing that, man? I should get out there." Like, <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I never really had too many. I think people kind of. I think for me, that more that hate came from basketball. Mm-hmm. People was like, "You ain't, you ain't got it." And I had to, I had to learn that on my own. You know, I had to learn that the hard. All I wanted to do was make it to college and prove. You know some haters wrong who thought I wasn't good enough. And then once I made it to college, I played for one year. The whole team got cut. We had a terrible season and I came back home and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. Cause I realized that point school ain't for me. Mm. So I was like, well, what's been the most consistent thing in my life? I've been good at basketball. I've been good at football. I've been bad at basketball. I've been bad at football. Nobody's ever really told me that I wasn't funny. Mm. So, I didn't start. I didn't start getting that until I became professional. And of course, you know, you know, it's like well, it's too late. I'm already making money now. Right. So you can you can you can think I'm not funny all you want to, but uh, right. Um, because the people who sign in checks do. But yeah, I I kind of got into it like the 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 most haterade thing I got was people being like, how does Nobody knows how it works to become a professional comedian. Nobody understands the process of it. So, of course, they don't think if if you say, hey, tomorrow I want to start comedy. Everybody's going to be like, well, the only comedians I know are Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle and people who have been doing this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You're not as good as them. It's like, of course not. Mm-hmm. You're not good as them. <laughs> like, First of all, not only are you speaking on generational talents, you're speaking mm-hmm. on people who've just been doing it for years and years and years. Right. Mm-hmm. So nobody really understood that. That was the only really haterade I got. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I started doing improv classes at that point at Second City, and I just kind of fell in love with it. It was the first thing that I had ever felt like I was 
this sounds more arrogant than what I'm meaning it to sound. But out of everything that I had done in my life, I was always pretty middle of the road. You know, in sports, you could I wasn't the first person to be picked. Man, we need calling team. But I wasn't the last person, you know. In football, I was in a in a rotation. So like I didn't start, but I didn't not get no playing time, you know? Like it was comedy was the first thing that I felt like people were like, we gotta get that kid. Yeah. And we gotta see what he's doing. And of course that that does nothing but stroke the ego. Absolutely. And then you get and then you hit the wall where you're not doing well because you're learning, you're going through processes of learning and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I just I've remained consistent with it. I've I've been I've kept enjoying it and, and I'm happy with where I'm at right now. Why'd you choose improv over stand up? Because that I was, yeah. I was doing stand up a little bit and because I didn't know what improv was. You know, mm-hmm. improv is not marketed to our community. Yep. And so I didn't realize I thought, you know, when people got on SNL or, you know, sketch shows, Mad TV and stuff like that, I didn't know that they came from improv theaters and stuff like that. I thought they were all stand up comedians who just were good at characters. Mm-hmm. And so once I started doing research and I started seeing some of my favorite people to be on these shows came out of Growlings and Second City and I.O. and stuff like that, I was like, oh, what are, what are those things? And once I found out what they were, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I could see, I could, I could try this, cause stand up was hard, and I would abandon my jokes immediately if they didn't get laughs. When you, try to, like, you step up there and you think you got a banger. Boy, I just wrote this on the bus on the way up here. Boy, I'm about to kill him, and you get stone faced from the audience, and you're like, "Well, uh, I found myself, I would do something like write a joke and think I was being cerebral and think it was going to like be a take on something that nobody else had, nobody else and nobody would laugh. But what they would laugh at was when I would perform it out and mm-hmm. do like the characters and do. And I was like, Oh, and then somebody was like, you do improv, don't you? And I was like, huh? <laughs> and like, you, you always making stuff up up there. Like you, I see you making it up. You abandoned, like it was like a comedian who had been doing it for a long time. And uh, he was like, you always making stuff up. Like, you abandon your material and you start making, making stuff up to try to recover. And I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, the material don't work. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> and they were like, uh, yeah, keep, uh, you, you, you come from improv. I, was like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know, like whose line is it anyway? I was like, oh, like Wayne Brady, you know, street black kid. I'm like, yeah, Wayne Brady. You know. <laughs> but then I started watching it and started doing that research. And I was like, Oh, a lot of cool, really cool people have done this art form. Yeah. Like I'll look more into it. And so I went to the Groundless website to see how you join that. It was super expensive and I didn't really recognize any of the names. And by recognize, I mean like black people. Like mm-hmm. I recognize a bunch of white people names, but I didn't recognize any besides the Phil Lamar and Daniel Gaither who had been on mm-hmm. uh on what's it called? Uh, Matt TV. I recognize their names. Mm-hmm. And then, but I went to the Second City website. It was $200 cheaper and they had like it like a college brochure where it's like, listen, our history may not have any black people, but look how many black people on stage right now. <laughs> like, like, it was like Amber Ruffin and Sam Richardson and Edgar Blackman and all these people uh, who were on Claudia and Michelle Wallace who were all on stage at that time. And I was like, it's $200 cheaper. I'm gonna go take classes here, yep. and really fell in love with it immediately. Yeah. One of my favorite improv moments um, was going to the uh, diversity and improv festival, and uh, I saw you perform with a group. It was just called Black People, and I thought that y'all were like an assembled Man. group, and I could follow you. I didn't realize it was just an amalgamation of these really impressive black improvisers. Man. And y'all did some scenes that just just blew my mind. You remember that plantation about carrots? That I, that I still laugh at. And that was the first time we saw you. Yeah, and I think everybody, everybody on stage, man, I'll never forget that. They were, yeah, it was it was a it was a funny ass show, man. That, and then at oh, another no. scene, you ended up being a table. That the people were gonna mm-hmm. consummate their love on. Yeah. I mean, it was just—it was so much goodness. It was, oh. it was really impressive. Yeah. And then you know, cut to a couple of years later, I'm watching Drunk History. I was like, that looked like that dude that was in there, the thing. And then I get to my phone. I was like, oh, that's the same guy. 
Yeah. So then I recognized, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he's he's a great improviser. So and then when y'all came to station, white women, I was like, that's it. Man, yeah, that's, that, that, that was, was such a fun night. Oh, it was another great performance. Man, thank you. Good work, good work. You know, I I appreciate that. That that makes me feel great. I I really enjoyed coming down there and kicking it with y'all. Yeah, uh, man, y'all came y'all came to DCM too. Yep. Y'all came, yeah. Y'all came yeah. to DCM. That's what, yeah. Uh, that was that was that station festival, man. We definitely want to come back down there. That was so much uh -oh. fun. Uh oh. Yeah, man. They love y'all down here. Tell yeah. them to bring us. Tell them to bring us back. Yeah, man. Got nah, that was that, Got was, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Y'all mm -hmm. put on y'all show was dope too. Mm -hmm. I remember watching that was that was dope. I was uh yeah nah man I'm I'm happy to 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 have chosen improv I think it fits my personality more, but improv yeah. is on the fritz out here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. I might have to get back on the stand up stage a whole lot of white people in here tonight <laughs> <laughs> give it up for the ladies y'all give it up for the ladies <laughs> do you ever go to any of the the stand up like the How legendary stand up clubs there. To just sit and watch the com like the comedy store. Me and my wife went. I was like, man, I want to just go and just watch one of the shows at the comedy store. Do you guys ever do that, or is it more just you just out hustling and getting your money? At this point, I don't really go up there just on random nights. I'll go if like one of my homies, like my homie uh, Chinadu, is a regular at the Laugh Factory. He's like a, a past comedian at the at the Laugh Factory, and uh, he's really dope. So I'll go check out his shows and stuff like that. I'll go if it's like a lineup of like. A bunch of friends. I got a lot of friends who do stand up, mm -hmm. you know, and so uh, I'll go check them out. Iffy on on white women, he's a stand up. So if he's doing a show or something like that, all these African dudes. Mm -hmm. um, they hitting it. Yeah. I ain't from Africa. Yeah. I'm from yeah. Crenshaw Mafia. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but uh, yeah, I, I, but I don't really like be like, hmm, tonight I'm gonna take a date down to the Laugh Factory. Nah, we don't do that no more. I'm not trying to see. <laughs> I know, man. I was just just a little dude from Texas. We we go out there, and they don't. We you know that's new for us, so we go out there and just check it out, just to get the uh, the experience. I guess. Yeah, no, it's fun. I get it. If somebody big is because y'all get like a lot of big people too, like who come down. Don't y'all have like the the Addison Improv near you? Is that is that near you? Is that Dallas? Yeah, is that more Dallas? That's Dallas. Dallas. Okay, okay. But we do got a Houston yeah, Improv. And we got like an, an independent kind of comedy club scene building because Chappelle's came down to the secret group a couple of times. Mm. Um, that's independent owned. So, yeah, Addison is in Dallas. What about where's uh, Tony Baker? I'm not Tony Baker. Uh, Tone Bell from he from Houston, I believe, I think. Or maybe he might be from Dallas. Where's Bill Hicks from? Was he from Dallas? Or was he, he was from Houston. Houston. Bill yeah, from yeah, yeah. So that whole group that. Yeah. And I know that Tone Bell is from down there too, I believe. Uh, yeah. I can, I can, I can we got um, and Ali Sadiq, right? Yeah. Ali Sadiq from Houston, who Tandy knows but won't introduce us. <laughs> I've talked about him for three years. You, you know, my kids went to the wild, they used to swim together. Like, when you, when you gonna tell us, you know? Man, that dude is wow. funny. He he tells great stories. He does. He, he is does awesome, great. man. He's awesome. He he's like my favorite part of what I like about DL Hughley is like all Ali Sadiq, you know. Um, but now nah, he's on the radio here now, and man, he be just flying on the radio. Man, they don't care. <laughs> That's what I would love to do. That's the dream job right there. Being like a morning show host. Yeah. Man. Oh man, interview some of your favorite guests and you're just making people laugh and enjoying their mornings, man. That's awesome. Let me ask you this though. What so what's going what's the future like for Carl Tart and your group white women? You got some shows y'all doing, y'all got film y'all doing. Uh man, we ain't got nothing on the docket <laughs> yet. But uh I start I so I have a show that's coming out in uh in the spring, I guess, or maybe even the winter time on NBC called Grand Crew. Okay. And uh, mm -hmm. they started writing that. And it's a few members of White Iffy and Lamar are in that writer's room. That 
is created by Phil Jackson, who's a buddy. He's an honorary auxiliary member of white women, and but he he was always too busy to be with us. He's he's a super accomplished dude. Wrote on Brooklyn Nine Nine, same as me, and then wrote on uh, Insecure, and he pitched this show, and and I'm one of the actors in it, and so. And I had to audition. What nepotism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they're writing that right now. We began filming that on August 2nd. So that's the kind of the main thing that's on the docket at this point. Awesome. So be, on the look, be on the lookout for that in uh, in early 2022 on NBC, Grand Crew. And we'll see. Check it's about a group, a group of uh, black friends that hang out at a wine bar. Mm. So it's on all black cast on NBC. Wow. NBC. NBC National Black <laughs> Channel. It's the new, the new NBC. Yeah, the new, new <laughs> Black Channel. NBC Max. <laughs> Niggas be comedians. Niggas be comedians. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, man. Well, it was a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Sure, man. We definitely want to get you down and do some shows. Uh, have you come through? Uh, would definitely love to go back out in LA just to see what you guys are doing out there. Hopefully, the, the everything is going to be going well out there. You know, I hope so too. If we get our if we get our show back, y'all definitely got to come in and do our show. Man, what? that'll be dope. That'll be yeah. dope, man. Because I, I missed y'all show at the last DCM. Yeah. Uh, I missed it in New York and I missed it in LA. Couldn't get well in New York. It sold out. Yeah. You know, LA, LA DCM was crazy, but it was so much fun. We had a good time. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad at the prospect that that might be the last DCM ever. Yeah, yeah, that was cold. that's cold. That, hurt. that hurts. That hurts. But uh, yeah, we we got our regular uh, biweekly show UCB. If UCB comes back, we probably we're gonna do it at another theater if if it don't. So there's mm-hmm. another theater that's opening back up. We're gonna talk to them about it. Uh, but yeah. Thank y'all for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you. it. This was so much fun. I love to come back on here too. If y'all have me back. Yeah, of course. Of, of course. course. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, then, DJ Comfy, go ahead and get them tunes ready to play us out. This is super fun. Oh, while he does that, I want to go to the chat. Make sure to shout out people who stopped by. Thank you, Benita. Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you, Cicely. Miranda was going off in the chat. Clark. Thank you so much for stopping by. Samantha, thank you so much for leaving the comment. But for John, for Ant, or for Michi, for Tandy, for myself, I can't tell you anything. Thank you again so much. Yes, we have to have you back. But other than that, we are out.